the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. It is 6.05 here in New York City. This is Arthur Idala. Welcome to the Arthur Idala Power Hour, where you get some news of the day, some New York City news. Yesterday we had national news with James Rosen. We have, uh, we, it's always a mixed bag because that's what I try to do. Try to keep you entertained. Try to keep it interesting. I don't want to do the same old thing. Let's talk about Trump. Let's talk about Biden. Let's talk about Biden. Let's talk about Trump. No, you guys could do that anywhere else, but not here. Here, you know what we're going to talk about today, and we need to talk about it today because it's very serious and it affects all of us, is crime in New York City. And to help me with that conversation, besides... Uh, the chief of patrol of the NYPD, John Chell, besides the chief of transit, Mike Kemper, I have the one, the only, the very special, Joan Pelzer. I'm waiting. Where's my song? <laughs> I don't talk without my song. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you. Is that in your contract? It's in my contract. How are you doing, Joan? I'm doing really was well. I wasn't with you, you. Tell me where you were today. What? No, like last night as well. Oh. I, I wasn't with you last night. Did you have FOMO that I wasn't here, or did I have FOMO? No, no, no. Yes. I want to hear what that. We only have two minutes. I Today we were at the Broadway Association, run by Christine Nicholas. Amazing. And we had uh, Eric Botcher. We had Keith Powers. We had Gail Brewer. We had Mark Levin. Who are, who are those people? Those are the... Uh, the, the I can't the speak ca- today. City council Three people? city council members and the president... Uh, Manhattan Borough President. We, they were also interviewed by Ralph Ortega from City and State New York. Did a great job, and they gave us kind of the state of the city right now. They also talked about everyone's favorite topic, that how many stops act. Yeah, I was going to say, did they address the fact they that they passed it, this? They addressed it, and they said they're going to work on it on the back end as well. They're going to work on it. They did a ride, ride along, and they got to see last Saturday night what it's really like for these officers and how much paperwork they really have to do. And do we want them sitting and doing paperwork, or well, do we want them out there fighting crime? Well, that's what they're going to have to do, because they're going to have to do the paperwork, because this thing was passed. And, and now, look, let's be honest, and I'm not going to ask this to Chief Chell, but who's going to know whether they actually did the paperwork or not? In other words, who's going to know if a cop, if someone comes up to them and says, hey, you know, X, Y, Z, Z, Y, X, and the, the cop says, yeah, that's okay, bye-bye, whether the cop is going to write it down or not write it down. I mean, it is, it's like lawyers keeping hourly billing. It's just mm-hmm. a real pain in the neck, and there's probably better things you could do with your time. Sam Bellino, how are you, my man? Hey, what's going on, Arthur and Te- Joni? Tell me about Billy Joel real quick before we get ah, into heavy so topics of crime. Billy Joel actually released a single today. First new song in 17 years. Turn the lights back on. It's actually pretty good, too. Well, if you say so, Sam Bellino, yeah. you are the, uh, the, the local He's DJ. The DJ. So I've been prepping. Um, tomorrow I am doing, um, let's see, Judge Napolitano's <laughs> show at 10 o'clock. 10. Then I'm doing Mike Gallagher at, at 11. 11.45. Then I'm doing Megan Kelly from noon to 1.30. <laughs> You're a little I, busy. And then I have 10 people coming in here to moot me on the uh, Harvey Weinstein appeal that I'm arguing on Valentine's Day. And then la, hopefully uh, tomorrow's my nephew's birthday. I'll be zipping up to um, Iona to have uh, a birthday dinner with him. And oh, then that's lovely. I'll be spending the weekend uh, working. I was actually an actor doing moot court in law school, helping uh, helping oh, the lawyers okay. practice. I was the actor. All right, like, so we're going to break role. a little quick here <laughs> because I want as much time with Chief John Shell, the NYPD, as possible. He's coming on. He's going to be our next guest. Then at the bottom of the hour, we're going to come back with Chief Mike Kemper. And uh, and then we're going to end with a little bit of sad news. Um, not 
terribly sad, but, you know, a little bit of an end of an era news. So don't go away. We'll be right back here on the Arthur Idala Power Hour. You wouldn't even talk to me. Retirement Outlook. If your retirement account is mostly stocks or bonds, listen closely. The future of your savings may be more uncertain than ever before. Hi, I'm Paul Stone, CEO of Colonial Metals. The sad truth is our government continues to eat away at our freedoms and security. In economic times like these, run around the flagpole by lunatics in Washington, I look to the most trusted store of wealth in human history, physical gold and silver that you own. At Colonial Metals, we specialize in helping folks with IRAs and 401ks and other retirement accounts move their savings into physical gold and silver. If you'd like a free gold investment kit, give us a call today at 820-800-8000. My team is standing by ready to rush a free gold investment kit to you. You may also qualify for $7,500 in free silver and a free safe. Call 820-800-8000 now. That's 820-800-8000. Colonial Metals is not a financial advisor. Consult with your advisor before investing. That's 820-800-8000. Hi, it's Arthur Idala here for Bay Ridge Honda, run by my family friend, Rob Sabah. The Sabah family owned and operated Honda dealer for over 60 years, serving all five boroughs. I've gotten cars there. My family's gotten cars there from my grandfather to my sister to all my friends. Everyone I know goes to Bay Ridge Honda because Rob Sabah, his sister Danielle, and their team are the best and most trusted in the business. And now they have a lot going on all month long. You can score a brand new Honda to celebrate the big game. You pick the deal, the lowest lease or finance options in the tri-state area. Then there's President's Day weekend where they're offering $1 down deals. Drive a brand new Honda home for just $1 down or a $1 oil change. The choice is yours. Brand new Hondas like the all new Honda Civic, Honda HRV, Honda CRV, Honda Accord, Honda Passport. They have them all. Low finance rates available no payments until spring of 2024 90 days of no payments best prices around top dollar for your trade they serve all five boroughs visit Bay Ridge Honda 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn New York or online at BayRidgeHonda.com Remember when you were in your teens and you thought you were invincible? Well, the same rationale applies to adults, too. When we're feeling good, we think everything is okay, and we don't need a power of attorney, or we think we don't need a healthcare proxy. We think, ah, we'll worry about that when we're older or we become sick. Well, nothing can be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or healthcare proxy. What happens then? Then the state or the courts may have to make those choices for you. Is that what you want? Of course not. It's essential to create a power of attorney and a healthcare proxy as soon as you can when you're healthy. Call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. They really know this stuff. They've been doing it for 40 years. They will help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. For a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer, call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey.com. Wow, Sam Bellino, you giving uh, Chief Chell his own uh, theme song here, or what? <laughs> Why not? I don't even know if he's old enough to know what, what, what music this is. Chief, Chief Chell, what, 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 what's the introduction? Uh, what TV show? I am, I am Captain Franklin. Okay. Ah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> How you doing, Chief? How are you, sir? How's everybody? Uh, we're good. We're good. But we need, you know, let me be blunt. You know, we need a little help. And uh, you guys are the ones to help. I- I'm just going to start at the worst part. Um, look, you and I grew up in the same place. And we grew up with an enormous amount of respect for law enforcement. And when I see two cops in Times Square, in, uh, of all places, right? I mean... If there's any way you should be safe from something like that, it's, I mean, it's Times Square. You, I mean, you know everyone's watching. You know you're going to get caught. And, I mean, when I see the, the the first kid with a backpack and he kicks a cop in the head, I mean, that's just against everything that you and I were raised to believe in and the, the, the honor and respect we have for the police. But, you know, I... I, I I'm not making a joke on this. Like I'm a lawyer. Like I'm looked. I'm used to getting like proverbially or or theoretically kicked in the head, um, but that's not supposed to happen to the guys you supervise. So the one thing I love about this show is the listeners, and there's a lot of them now. 
get to hear it right from the source. You are the supervisor of those men and women and a lot of women out there in blue. And so what does their chief have to say? Uh, obviously, we all saw the video. Uh, a- absolutely disgusting, uh, reprehensible. As a citizen of the city, I'm disgusted as, as a cop in me. I wish I was there to help them. And as a chief patrol, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off. I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, what world do we live in that this is acceptable? Where, 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 where did this come from? And it's almost to the point now where it's like, we're the bad guys. The good guys are the bad guys. And the bad guys are victims. And, you know... Uh, unbelievable. And, John, I, you know, I, I mean... My job, you know, is a criminal defense attorney, right? So people are like, well, you're, you're part of the problem. The only thing, and people should know this, my primary job, like when I'm going to go argue in the Court of Appeals in 10 days, is just to make sure everyone's following the rules, just to make sure that, you know, the, 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 the rules don't get thrown out the window in terms of prosecuting people and arresting people. And... Um, in my opinion, the rules went out the window the way we play this game, and I use that word loosely, when cops are getting beat up. I mean, it used to be cops were beating people up. Now people are beating cops up. I mean, talk about the pendulum swinging the other way. Well, so first of all, in 2023, we had over 2,200 cops assaulted or attempted to be assaulted, a 20% increase from the year before. Why is that happening? Simple. No consequences. No consequences whatsoever. In this particular event, we're up to 14 people, 14 people against two cops. And they might have gave my cops a couple of bumps and bruises, but they didn't put them out. And my cops didn't, my cops didn't back down. Uh, number two, when they got up, they were able to continue police work and use their radios, call for help. And that's how forward quickly apprehended. 14 versus two. Cowards. And they couldn't take my cops out. They so tried, tell- but they couldn't. Tell me, tell me what happened logistically from your point of view, Chief Chell's point of view. Do you get a call? You get a radio run? Where were you? Tell me how you, you know, you're the head guy. How do you get notified of this? And then what do you do? Well, we get notified right away. We, we, we see the incident. Uh, arrests are made. And the investigation starts. Notifications are being made to the district attorney's office. And... You know, look, I try to work well with everybody, but at the end of the day, you have four Class C felonies. You know, that's a high felony, you know that, violent felony, standing in front of a judge, bail eligible, and we don't ask for bail. Are you kidding me? Nope. That does not mitigate the judge taking a look at the the circumstances in totality. I don't know if she saw the video, but it really shouldn't matter. And she should have remanded them to Rikers Island, where we should be working on an indictment right now as we speak and sending a strong message to the city. But no, what we have now is four walk out the door, a fifth one's apprehended the, the day after, and two more are in arraignment right now. And, and just to, to, to add insult to injury, as you saw on the news today, uh, two of them walking out of the arraignments yesterday, giving our city and our country the middle finger, literally. Enough is enough. It, it really is. Enough is enough. I, I, can't, I, can't, say it, I can't say it enough. So I, I'm flabbergasted. I really am, John, because I, I'm sorry, Chief. I've been... I've really been working a lot, and I haven't dug dug on, on these cases that I'm dealing with. I haven't dug that deep. And when people are like, well, why didn't they give him bail? I go, I don't know. Maybe they charged him something that was not bail eligible. But are you telling me Alvin Bragg did not have his office? And forget him. He may not have known about it. I, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know what their policies are, but there was some supervisor who's got to see cops getting assaulted. They don't ask for bail. That's insane in the membrane. I mean, that is absolutely beyond beyond and just so people know forget about dangerousness everyone's like oh bail should have dangerousness forget dangerousness throw that out of the window bail has always been in the state of new york always been about whether someone's going to come back to court what are your ties to the community these guys have no ties to the community 
None. So that's all the more reason where a judge can say with a straight face, I'm concerned you're not going to come back to court, so I'm setting bail in the amount of $5,000. Not $50,000, $5,000, because I would think for $5,000 that five, the amount is a lot. Now, I'm going to ask you the big question. Are these guys migrants? Do they, do they know their background? Do they have a, a home address? All right, so the majority of them are migrants, uh, and they reside in the current shelter system. All right, so there are 14 people involved here. Uh, four of them are on, they're not identified yet. We just have stills. Uh, and three are still wanted. And of the 10 that we know, uh, seven have arrest histories in the city. I'm not sure arrest, arrest history, correct? And they're felonies. We got some, we got some of these, some of these guys have open robbery cases, open grand larceny cases. They shouldn't be walking around, and this is a byproduct of our failed justice system that changed in 2020 in the city and basically in this country. Well, it's still changing, Chief Chell. I mean, well, this BS little bill they just passed, not only, you know, what, what people are, are not realizing is it wasn't just the, you know, you guys making all these reports, taking solitary confinement away from the uh, correction officers around, around the city, that is a major tool for them. In other words, if a guy is already locked up, he's already facing major f- felony charges in jail time, and he's just misbehaving, what are they supposed to do? Oh, yeah, now we're going to charge you with a misdemeanor assault? A big deal. He's already facing 25 to life. The only thing they could do is isolate him, separate him, so that he doesn't hurt him. other people or even himself will get hurt. They've taken that off the table, and uh, I, I look, I, I said this to someone today, and I don't go too deep into politics, Chief Chell, but the only way this is going to change, honestly, is if all Republican, registered Republicans in the city of New York switch their registration to Democrat and vote in the Democratic primaries so that the most liberal, the most left people uh, who are running for office don't get the nomination. And that that happened, you know, during uh, Eric Adams. A whole bunch of Republicans switched parties so they could vote for Eric Adams because they wanted a police officer to be the leader of this city. But every turn, either the Assembly, the Senate, or the City Council is handcuffing him. So, Chief Chell, where do we go from here? Well, here we, this is where we go from here. I spoke to the lieutenant and the cop today, and the lieutenant said, I'm back at work already. I didn't let them take me down. Then I spoke to the cop. He says, I'll be back in a couple of days and get my shoulder uh, checked out. So that's how tough we are. Uh, we're resilient. And you know what? If it took this event to outrage the country and the city, and that begins to change what's going on, then so be it. But in the meantime, we just have to hold the city together, keep doing what we're doing as an agency, as a community, as a city. And keep fighting to uh, you know keep this the safest city and 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 change this around. By the way, Chief Chell, I I um I forget who I was. Into. Oh, maybe it was I think I had Ingrid Lewis Martin on on Friday. I hopefully she's going to be on again tomorrow. You know, she referred to this as the safest big city in the country. Is that accurate? Do we still hold that title? Absolutely. Uh, you know, we're one month into twenty four. You know, crime is still going down about three percent. Slight uptick in robberies, but sometimes we, we, we do so well in one category, we got to fight those numbers the following year. Uh, shootings are continuing going down. Homicides continue going down. You know, transit crime is up uh, for the month, but there's a caveat to that. They did so well last year in January, and they had some extra funding that ran out from the state, and we lost some cops down there. So that's why that's up. But we're re- reinvesting hundreds of cops back in the transits. We'll get that back in business. And, yes, to answer your question, we are the safest big city and still remain to be the safest big city in the country. The, uh, well, I mean, I, you know what, Chief Chell, that's, I don't know if that makes me feel good or bad, to be honest with you. I mean, it makes me feel good by comparison, but it makes me feel bad for this country. Because crime is not what it should be in this city, and the fact that we're doing better than everyone else really makes me uncomfortable. 
Well, look, numbers are numbers. You know, our battle is to change the perception of some people, what they see. I think that goes directly to quality of life, and it goes directly to things like happened, you know, with this case. So it's a, it's a, it's a daily battle for the narrative, if you will. But, you know, we're not going to stop. Our team's not going to stop. Our city won't stop. the good citizens. And we're just going to keep fighting. And hopefully this thing changes for the better. It is changing, but hopefully we keep changing and keep it moving. Okay, here's a, a hypothetical. You and I were kids in Bay Ridge. There's two cops and a bunch of kids go after them. Like the same exact scenario. 30 years ago, does, uh, 35 years ago, does a cop pull out its gun 35 years ago? At least, it, at least, in, uh, not necessarily discharge it, but pull out its gun and say, you know, hey, you know, get away from me. Because these guys didn't well, pull out any of their weapons. Well, 35 years ago, there aren't too many kids chasing cops that can tie that yeah, much. Yeah, none, I know. <laughs> because the, the, the respect level is there. And I think 35 years ago, the cops would have laid a beating on it and sent us home with dad would have gave us a second beating. You're right. No, you're <laughs> right. You're different, absolutely correct. Different, different times, different places. But, you know, if you look at our cops, well, I'm so proud of them. You know, 14 versus 2, getting kicked in the face, being swarmed, if you will. And they never they never gave up the fight. God, I couldn't, I couldn't be more proud of them. You know, it's a tough job out there. And to listen to them today, as I talked to them, as I told you before, it makes you want to go back to work, and let's get back to business. Did you know, they? And that's... That, that's now, are they, un, under those circumstances, if one of them pulled out their taser or their stun gun, whatever you call them, and discharged it, is that a violation of the police handbook? No, 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 no. You know, if they could have got to their taser and and did that, no, that's that's fine. But when you got 14 people, it's, I mean, it's hard to contain. It's just, it, it's almost impossible. So that's why they did, you know, they, they did the best they can. And even when they got up and, and brushed themselves off in the video, you, you sort of kind of get on the radio. So continue to do police work. They didn't take their ball and go home. The responding troops came, grabbed four of them quickly, and now we're up to seven. We sh hopefully we'll have all ten shortly, and identify the additional four. So our detective squad, you know, the best detectives in the world, they're taking care of that for us. And uh, I'm just looking at my text message now. Finally, one of them got arraigned uh, properly, and bail was set at. Uh, uh, fifty thousand dollars. So uh, at least we got one. Uh, it should have been all, but it shouldn't. It, it shouldn't take this. This should be done naturally in our judicial system. It shouldn't take an outcry to get bail set. So I'm happy, but it should have been all of them. Right. Should have went to Rikers Island, got indicted, sat there, go see the judge in a couple months, and take your medicine. Yeah, and then maybe get deported when you get out. How about that? You know, you know what? I've been asked about the deport. Deporting, I, I leave that to the federal government. I know. I'm concerned about the city and the laws here, and my I, cops in our look, community. Chief Chell, I didn't ask you to deport them. I just no, 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 no. I, I, what I'm saying is, like, I, I, I stay, I stay in my pay range, right? I, 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 I do what well, I do. Okay, I want to ask you one last question. I got two minutes left, and and this is definitely sure. in your pay range. I go to the Dwayne Reed or whatever it's called, Rite Aid in Bay Ridge on 92nd Street and Third Avenue, eight o'clock, eight o five the other morning after I dropped my son off at school. And I just want toothpaste. I got to be ringing bells and stuff like that to get a manager come to unlock the toothpaste display. What are we doing about the, the shoplifting and the pickpockets here in the city of New York? So that's the example I use. You could thank uh, state legislature for that. That's bad reform in a nutshell that you can't even get a, uh, a, a tube of crest to go to work. You got to ring bells and get security to unlock it for you. I'm a cold you know, guy myself, staff. but it's all right. I, I, do yeah. Col I go Colgate over Crest, but it's all right. All right, Colgate. When you're in a pinch, you'll take anything, right? Eight o'clock in the morning? Yep. Yes. But, you know, retail theft is still high in the city. It's, you know, it's high, but the numbers come down. But the recidivism, there's only a small amount of people who are committing the multitude of um, petty larceny, small theft, if you will. It's staggering. Staggering. I think in 2022, the same 8,000 people were uh, part of the 20,000 we arrested. 
over and over and over again. Well, that you know, years ago, that's what Giuliani said. You know, everyone was going crazy about the squeegee guys, and I don't know, there was only like forty of them, but yet it felt like they were everywhere. But there was only a handful of them. Chief Chell, I know how busy you are. I've seen you all over the TV the last couple of days. You're all getting better looking. So I don't know. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Well, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Audie, the, the Daily News front page almost scared me. I go, who is that guy? <laughs> Hang in there, my man. Thank you so much for finding the time to come I, on I, here. I, Chief. Have a good night, guys. Anytime, Audie. Anytime. All right. We'll see Chief Shell soon. I mean, you know. We got him. We got Chief Kemper coming up now. We're going to talk about what what's going on in the subways. You're getting it straight. You're getting straight from the source here, folks, on the Idola Power Hour. This is what I always wanted two years ago when I started, and uh, I'm so lucky to have these guests. Hopefully, tomorrow we're going to have Ingrid Lewis Martin on. She's the senior advisor to the uh, the mayor. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Tonight at 7, Legal Night fires up right on time, just in time for you to have the biggest legal stories of the day brought to you with expertise from legal all-star Imran Ansari and yours truly, Kevin McCullough. That's tonight at 7. Are you ready for an adventure of a lifetime? Journey with me, Mike Gallagher, and Dr. Sebastian Gorka on the Patriots Alaska Cruise this summer. It's going to be an incredible opportunity to engage with other like-minded patriots on an epic seven-day cruise over 4th of July. Witness the untouched wilderness of Alaska while discussing America's future. Join Dr. Gorka and me, Mike Gallagher, from June 29th through July the 6th. Call 855-565-5519 or reserve online at PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. It's back to Tobacco Road for the Q's as the Orange take on Wake Forest in Winston-Salem Saturday night. Hi, I'm Matt Park. Join Jim Sadlin and me Saturday at 7.30 on AM 970, The Answer. New York's home for Syracuse University basketball. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. Fastec Industries helps with all of your construction, demolition, and your weekly waste removal needs. They have roll-off containers from 10 to 40 yards, perfect for house, attic, and garage cleanouts, or construction and demolition debris. Fastec specializes in the removal and recycling of dirt, rock, concrete, brick, and asphalt in all five boroughs, every corner of New Jersey, and now serving Westchester County. Fastec is the number one supplier of recycled products, the number one wholesaler of virgin quarry materials, and the number Number one provider of roll-off containers. Call Faztec today. Ask for Joe C at 718-494-1600. That's 718-494-1600. Mention this ad for $25 off your next roll-off container rental. Go online to F-A-Z-T-E-C-I-N-D.com for more information. Faztec Industries is now serving Westchester County. Faztec Industries is a DeFazio company. Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. It's a new year and time for new resolutions. I'm sure you've already made yours going to the gym, spending more time with family. You know how it goes. But is there someone in your life that should really make a resolution for an upgrade to a new career? Why not tell them about court reporting? It's a career with tremendous opportunity and flexibility. They can work in courts. They can work in schools. They can even work from home. They work as much or as little as they want, and their earning potential is fantastic. The National Court Reporters Association says there are 
5,000 openings for court reporters and not enough reporters to fill them. The NCRA is offering this free program called A to Z, where participants are introduced to stenography and court reporting, and sessions are being hosted right here in New York City. Plaza College in Forest Hills, Queens, is the only school in the city with a court reporting program. So sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with lifetime New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala, making the case for the city he loves. Here's Arthur. Well, here we are. It's the bottom of the hour. And uh, if we have a little... Uh a little Beastie Boys on a Thursday, on a transit Thursday. Those of you who listen to the Arthur Idala Power Hour know who's coming on. We're so lucky to have him because, you know, we read about stories about the police and about crime and about the subways and then crime in the subways and how police are handling crime in the subways. Well, you don't need to read anything. You don't need to trust a reporter. You could hear it from the man who is in charge of maintaining our safety in the subways and making sure crime is well is is gone. He does his best every single day. The one, the only, Chief Michael Kemper. How are you, Chief? I'm doing well, Arthur. Good afternoon. Thank you for that intro. So kind, so kind. Well, and how are you? And how are your parents doing? Oh, thank you very much. They're doing well. They were very happy. They were. Ver- they were. Uh, they felt like they were movie stars last week. Thank you. Well, they are. They. I mean, listen. Any woman named Florence, you know, she deserves it. Um, you. you- Oh, I don't know if you picked up on it. You said greatness makes greatness, right? Yeah, of course I said. Of course I did. And if you looked at my tweet, uh, I think maybe the day or two later on my Twitter account, uh, I used your quote. I actually said a wise friend once said this, and I used it for another set of circumstances, but you didn't see it because you don't follow me on Twitter. Okay. No, no. I, I actually, uh, Joan does, and we do. Wait, here's, here's Joan. Hold on. Go ahead, Joan. Absolutely follow you on Twitter, and we're going to retweet that again right now. We're going to go find it. Chief, it was Friday. Okay, Chief, I'll be honest with you. I've been I've been working my tail off. I'm not complaining. I'm actually very happy about it. And one of the matters that I was dealing with, I picked up the phone and I was uh talking to an individual and I don't remember exactly how your name came up, and he is another big, big fan of Chief Michael Kemper, the a great detective, first grade detective, retired Tommy Dades. Oh, Tommy Dades, wow. You know what? That's a big name you just threw out. Tommy Dades is, uh, he's a guy, like, when I was a young cop in Brooklyn, everyone knew Tommy Dades. He, he, he was like a real, real detective, you know, uh, you know, big, uh, uh, big mafia uh, investigations he did. He, very, very well-respected. Guy's got a memory like, uh, uh, like, uh, like, I, I, like an encyclopedia. I know, I know him from yeah. my days at the very beginning of the DA's office, 1993, 94. He's a good I, man. Good I, man. I, I. I don't say this proudly, like, I'm not even sure of my son's telephone number, but I can tell you, 718-439-4236 was Dades, 4237 was Detective Galetta. <laughs> that was their desk phone numbers at the 6A Precinct when I was in the Blue Zone, and they really did a lot of great things, and they really did help clean up New York. Speaking of cleaning up New York, Detective Kemper, um, I, having nothing to do with you, I just saw in a cab I was on earlier today, the governor talking about upgrading uh, the subways and uh, the the way water flows through the subways because like half of the subway stations have flooded over the last several I forget what time period it was so at least yeah. someone besides Chief Michael Kemper is paying attention to the subways but in terms well, of know, crime talk to me about the subways or you can talk about anything you want Chief Kemper well, well you, you know what you mentioned the governor and subway I was with the governor I did press with her uh, this morning uh, in Upper Manhattan they. Uh, released a new train like uh, a train that has that's wide open on the inside it's outfitted with a lot of um video surveillance in the train um and i was with her talking about subway safety talking about new trains and uh, i was with her i was with jana lieber and you know this new train that they released an r211 it's uh, state of the art it's the first train of its kind in the united states that i think some some uh some cities around the world are using it, but not us. But this is state-of-the-art 
Uh, they released it today, and uh, I put a picture up on my uh, social account. I'm sure it'll be in the news tonight. It's, 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 it's amazing. It really is. Well, tell me how that train would help us fight crime. Well, you know, first and foremost, it's open. You know how, like, train cars have doors separating? This is like the, it has those accordion-type uh, doors. So there's no doors separating the car, so it's a wide open. It would give a cop, uh, you know, a, a vantage point of looking uh, a far away. Also, you know what's interesting? I, I, I was on the train. I was saying a lot of people complain they feel trapped and claustrophobic in these cars. You know, this train is uh, it, it's wide open. But all these trains are outfitted with, like, multiple, multiple, you know, high-quality video surveillance all throughout the train. And that's going to definitely lead to, a, you know, a safer safer train experience. That's for sure. I guarantee it. So I'm looking at pictures of it right now. And just so folks understand, when he says it's wide open, um, you know, in between each car, there typically in the trains we're on now, there are doors. And you have to open those doors if you want to switch to the next car. When I was a kid and the train was too crowded, I would just ride in between cars, which I can tell you is a very stupid thing to do. But that's where I did it because it was and it was actually kind of sometimes it was safer to be in between cars than with the nut jobs in the cars I'm talking about in the 80s but yes there are no doors in between the two train cars so you could be in the front car and you could look all the way back to the last car because there were no doors in between the cars and they have beautiful seats some of them are convertible up and down and otherwise yeah. it looks it looks more or less typical with the benches uh, all across the seats not like on the R train or the N train where they're jig jagged um, but it looks very pretty. So I'm assuming, and, and they, they are highlighting the cameras in the train. I'm assuming those cameras will then go to some central place. And when, if you, if there's trouble that's seen, uh, it'll be easier for you guys to uh, get help over there. Correct? A couple of things with this. The uh, conductor, the motorman that's operating the train has live access of the videos. And he's got direct communication with, uh, with police, right, to get us. Uh, and we'll have live access uh, to the video. So, like I said, I mean, and, and the, the video is all over the trains, all different vantage points. So this is only going to help, you know, determine, you know, if, God forbid, something were to happen investigatively, it's going to be a home run. Okay, Chief Kemper, I keep seeing articles and things popping up on my phone about um, new types of turnstiles to yeah. uh, help you guys, you know, fight fare evasion. What do we have about that? So they they uh, they were in a, did a pilot of a new turnstile up in uh, in in Queens, and uh, they caught some flack. It was like a little embarrassing, uh, you know. New Yorkers, you know, savvy New Yorkers always find a way, right? Right. Um, and so found a way to uh, you know get through the uh, turnstile by putting their hand on the opposite side. With right. So it looked like they were right. Looked like they were exiting as opposed to entering. Yeah, yeah, and they put it up on social media. It got a lot of attention and went viral. And, look, you, you know, the, the MTA is aware of this. You know, modifications were already made, and it's a pilot, and, and you live and learn through, uh, you know, through pilot programs. But the name of the game is there's way too much, way too much fare evasion going on in the uh, subway system, and it's costing the MTA, you know, untold millions of dollars a year. It's got to stop. Um, I know it's only January, but it's the end of the month of, of January. So how do we do in crime in the subways for the first month of the new year? So, Arthur, I usually give you good news, um, you know, and, and I don't have great news for January. It wasn't a great start of the year. You know, January, we were up in crime, uh, 48% versus uh, last year. I'm not making excuses. I'm not going to tell you that last January was one of the greatest Januaries ever, which it was. You know, but when, when looking at crime, what's driving crime this year for the first month, what's really responsible for that is grand larcenies. And, uh, uh, you yeah, know, now I'm just, Chief, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Are you talking about in the subways or are you talking about in the whole city? I'm talking about in the subway system. Okay, uh, I'm just making sure. Alone. Okay. Yeah, so grand larceny is uh, up. Uh, we were up 89% in grand larcenies in the month of uh, January. And, and the type of grand larceny I'm talking about is pickpockets. And we got really, really hit hard in the month of uh, January with pickpockets. We shifted personnel. You know, to make a pickpocket arrest is very, very difficult, as I'm sure you and your listeners know. If you don't know, it's very hard. Um, these pickpockets are professionals. They work in teams. Um, but we've made some really, really good arrests. You know, we shifted personnel. And I got to tell you, you know, it's it's uh, you make these arrests, you spend so much time. It's affecting so many New Yorkers. It's affecting our crime rate in the subway system. And, you know, the consequences are, uh, are just not there. 
these people are released uh, immediately with uh, no consequences, no bail set, charges are reduced. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it is discouraging. Uh, New Yorkers should be very upset to hear what I'm telling, uh, what, what I'm telling them. Um, your, your cops are making the arrests. Uh, they're working hard. They're handing it off to judges and prosecutors and the rest of the justice system. And, you know, uh, they're being released with, you know, these, these, there's no consequences. And without consequences, uh, this is going to continue. But listen, we're focused. We're, we, we remain focused. We're still out there. Um, and, you know, that's that's where we stand right now. There, there's when you, a, there's Chief, that, Chief Kemper, just to, to give the listeners a definition of uh, what a grand larceny is. Mm -hmm. So a grand larceny is a theft of property without force. Okay, so if there was force used, that would be a robbery. Or the threat of force, that would be a robbery. So a, a few examples, like in the subway system that account for most of our grand larcenies, are pickpockets, right? Um, people falling asleep on a train, which happens. People are tired. They fall asleep, They wake up, and their valuables are gone. Um, you know, or, or, or somebody just being... Uh, you know, uh, not aware of their surroundings and, and, and their property is missing. You know, they put a bag down for a second, they look the other way, and then their property is gone. Uh, so that's really what the it's, – it's, it's the theft of property without force. So, Chief Kemper, when I was in the DA's office, we used to have decoys, meaning yeah, like a, a, a cop, well, a cop would be laying on a, a bench pretending to be drunk <laughs> and to be, you know, and then they would get rolled and then you guys would jump out of a – I know, looked like it was a bathroom or a, a construction site and, and grabbed the guy right there. Is there any kind of so, yeah, efforts we, these days? We have a pickpocket team. These are undercover, plainclothes cops that work solely in a transit bureau. They work solely for the transit bureau. They're uh, um, experts. Arthur, I'm not kidding you. Listen, I call it like it is. This pickpocket team is amazing. Amazing at what they do. They're so, so well-versed. Um, and they make great arrests. Let me give you an example of an arrest they made yesterday and just the lunacy what's going on, all right? Yesterday, they're on a train. They catch a pickpocket, um, you know, which means any act. Uh, they make an immediate arrest. And also, you know from doing this, that's not easy. Right place, right time. They were following a known pickpocket, and they caught this person doing it in the act. They make the arrest. This is the eighth time in 12 months that this person has been arrested for pickpocketing somebody right and every arrest is grand law is a felony eighth time so every time we arrest this person we take this person out of the subway system in handcuffs and somehow they find themselves back to do more crime yesterday or over last night this person's arraigned this is the eighth time in 12 months for doing this and the judge releases the person with no bail again ROR released on own recognizance again. You know, you talk about, like, um, no consequences. This person's out, you know, uh, again. Like, what are we waiting for, uh, for confidence, uh, you know, just you got to sometimes put people in a timeout. There's got to be a price to pay. I this person has proven themselves to be, you know, not a good person time and time again. And listen, I, Arthur, we're the greatest police department in the world, Right. But, and we have arrested this person eight times. But you think you think this person's only responsible for eight, or you think this person probably did? No, didn't didn't get caught. I age. well, Chief Kemper. Listen, I only have two minutes left. Um, and you know, a, a ton of police listen to this. Judges listen to this show. Prosecutors listen to this show. I think hopefully next week I'm going to have District Attorney Gonzalez on the show. I, He's I, a good I, man. I, I know. I believe me. I I, know, I only say that because I know Eric a very long. I'm the DA yeah. a long time. These police officers that got beat up in Times Square. I know that's not your realm of, of, of supervision, mm -hmm. but in two minutes, you know, tell me what Chief Kemper, who's a storied member of the DAs of the NYPD, what do you have to say about those cops getting beat up? All right, so I'll be as professional as I can, okay, Arthur? Thank you. All right. It's outrageous, unacceptable, disturbing. It's insane how people think it's okay that they could assault cops like how did we get here right why do people why are they so emboldened where they think they could just gang assault or, or, or assault cops and i know the majority of your listeners hopefully all of them uh, think the same way and listen i know the reason or i have a strong suspicion why and it's because of the demonization of the cops by elected officials over the last few years and exactly what i just spoke about lack of 
consequences. Assaulting a cop is a felony, and it's a felony for a reason. Often, it's cliche, but it's so true. An attack on a cop is an attack on society, we always say, right? There's got to be strong, swift, harsh consequences if we're going to deter others to even think about doing this. And, you know, and I'd like to say, nah, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'll keep it on that. It's outrageous. And, you know, in the subway system, this, this says a lot also. Assaults on cops are up 500% in the last decade just in the, in, on transit cops in the subway system. What does that say? How did we get here? Right? How did we I know. get here? I, well, you know what, Chief I I don't know how we got here. Maybe next week or the week after when I'm around. Why don't we put your dad on the show with us? I'm serious and and ask him. We'll ask him how he got here. I got to jump right now. I'm not, I'm I'm not joking about that. I'm serious. I'm sure he has the the wisdom to help us out. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Chief Michael Kemper of the NYPD Transit Bureau. Thanks for finding the time, Chief. I appreciate it. Oh, always be well, Jones. Be well. Bye bye. All right, don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back on the Author I Dollar Power Hour. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk, and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major your investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Hi, it's Arthur Idala here for Bay Ridge Honda, run by my family friend, Rob Sabah. The Sabah family owned and operated Honda dealer for over 60 years, serving all five boroughs. I've gotten cars there. My family's gotten cars there from my grandfather to my sister to all my friends. Everyone I know goes to Bay Ridge Honda because Rob Sabah, his sister Danielle, and their team are the best and most trusted in the business. And now they have a lot going on all month long. You can score a brand new Honda to celebrate the big game. You pick the deal, the lowest lease or finance options in the tri-state area. Then there's President's Day weekend where they're offering $1 down deals. Drive a brand new Honda home for just $1 down or a $1 oil change. The choice is yours. Brand new Hondas like the all-new Honda Civic, Honda HRV, Honda CRV, Honda Accord, Honda Passport. They have them all. Low finance rates available. No payments until spring of 2024. 90 days of no payments. Best prices around. Top dollar for your trade. They serve all five boroughs. Visit Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Well, we got a little Bruce Springsteen playing here on a Thursday night. Um, I just saw, thanks to my buddy Chris, that uh, his mom died yesterday. And she was 98 years old, and she was suffering from uh, uh, Alzheimer's disease. And if you want to look, my parents are not into. Uh, you made me cry, Sam Molino. Um, I'm not even joking. Uh, well, because well, I'm watching the video of Bruce dancing with his mother. It's on Instagram. It's on Springsteen Instagram. And this is one of his and the most beautiful songs. He um, and it's Bruce dancing, and it's not Bruce that we see on the stage at 73 years old. It's Bruce looking like a 73 year old man. But so beautifully dancing with his mom. And my parents are not into the whole rock and roll thing. <clears throat> but I guess it was last Christmas I said, I-, I just want you guys to watch the beginning of this. And I put on the Netflix show Springsteen on Broadway, which Mike Sabella took me to see, then I took Glenn to see, then I took Luca to see. I saw it three times. He was the first one to come back on Broadway after the pandemic shut Broadway down. Springsteen was. That's how much he loves this place. Mm. And he talked about his mom and how she had she wasn't as really his mom anymore because she had succumbed to Alzheimer's disease. But that what she still was doing was dancing. Mm. 
Uh, and he, you know, people don't realize that she's Italian. Bruce Springsteen's mom uh, is Italian. And it's clear by either reading his book um, or uh, watching his just watching his Broadway show. But my point to my parents was they watched the beginning of the show. They watched the whole show. They watched it right until the end where Bruce Springsteen ends his show on Broadway playing the acoustic guitar. It's just him telling his life story, playing guitar, piano, I think, and a little maybe harmonica. And he ends the whole show playing his guitar and reciting the Lord's Prayer, Our Father Who Art in Heaven. It's amazing. It's on Netflix. And if you just want to watch the beginning, he talks about his mom. And as as sick as she was, she still had music. And it makes me think of my grandmother, Marietta De Luca Idala, who we watched basically become an infant from a from an adult through the I think it was fourteen years she had Alzheimer's disease. But the one thing she always did was dance. And Springsteen gives his Italian mother so much credit for his musical uh, talents. His dad, I think, was in the war, and he suffered with depression, and, and he had some bouts with alcohol, and he had a very complicated relationship with his father. Uh, nobody thinks of Bruce Springsteen as a great Italian-American, and he is, and he's very clearly a very, very loving and caring son. Uh, his mother obviously was in some sort of um, home care, but uh, the video on Instagram of uh, Bruce dancing with his mom is is very, very well worth your while. Well, that's the end of another show here. I'm actually going to a show. I'm going with my wife, Marianne, to go see the Broadway show Six. One, two, three, four, five, six. What is it about again, Joan? Quick. It's about the six wives of Henry VIII, and you're going to love it. And okay. I saw it twice already. Okay. Going on six. <clears throat> so uh, rest in peace uh, Adele. To, to Adele Springsteen and... Um, to Bruce, sorry about your mom, buddy. I hope you enjoyed the show. We had Chief Chell. We had Chief Kemper. Look, crime is a problem in the city of New York. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The city council is not helping us at all. The New York State Assembly and Senate are not helping us at all. Whether you like them or not, the mayor is trying to do the right thing, but he's getting shut down everywhere he goes. He goes up to Albany, they shut him down. He walks across the hall in City Hall to the city council, they shut him down. So, you know, it's up to us. It's up to us uh, maybe to, to vote a little differently next time it's time to cast our votes. We will be back tomorrow live and local here on the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Have a great Thursday night, everyone. Hear the blood in my veins Just as black and whispering as the rain On the streets of the Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.